Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 505, The Power Struggle. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. My name is Barb Rankin. I really dislike ironing clothes. And I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I share lessons I've learned about power struggles at home and at work. Well, happy Wednesday, everybody. It's so good to be back for this final season of Stuff I Learned Yesterday. We're halfway through the week, but some of you may have had a short week. There are schools on fall break, and some government offices were closed this past Monday for the Columbus Day holiday, providing a nice, long three-day weekend. I didn't get one of those, did you? I hope you did. Columbus Day wasn't always celebrated on the second Monday of October. It used to be celebrated on October the 12th every year. And that's our fun fact for today. Christopher Columbus was born in Genoa, Italy, about 1451. As a teenager, he got a job on a merchant ship and remained on the seas until his ship was sunk by privateers off the coast of Lisbon, Portugal. He decided to remain there, and he studied for several years. Now, he believed that it was possible to sail westward to Asia rather than south, around Africa, and then back east. He tried to get funding for his journey from Portugal and England, but it was Spain's king and queen, Ferdinand and Isabella, who finally agreed in 1491 to provide what he required. On August 3, 1492, Columbus left Spain with three ships, the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. He landed on October the 12th on one of the small islands in the Bahamas, and he spent months sailing the Caribbean looking for Asian treasures, since that's where he thought he was. Columbus ultimately made four trips to the region, but he never found Asia. He mapped the coasts of Central and South America and the Caribbean, but he never stepped foot on North American soil. The first Columbus Day celebration ever recorded was held in New York in 1792 to honor Italian-American heritage and to mark the day that Columbus landed in the Caribbean. In 1892, 100 years later, President Benjamin Harrison issued a proclamation that encouraged Americans to honor the 400th anniversary of that landing. And in 1937, President Franklin Roosevelt proclaimed a new national holiday on October the 12th to honor Christopher Columbus, after pressure from the Knights of Columbus. In 1971, Congress changed the holiday to the second Monday in October rather than October the 12th to enable a three-day weekend. The holiday is considered controversial because Columbus changed the lives of the people who lived in the Caribbean, and some states, cities, and other countries instead celebrate Indigenous People Day in its place. And that is how October the 12th originally became a national holiday in the United States for a man who never landed in North America, And that's why it has been changed to the second Monday of October today to give you a three-day weekend, if you are so lucky. Now, this information comes to you from the Washington Post and from History.com. This sounds a little controversial, doesn't it? But I'll tell you what's not controversial. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? It's the Friday Forum. This is the final season of Stuff I Learned Yesterday. 
And these remaining Friday forums are your last chance. Sounds like a sale. This is your last chance to tell us how you have made a difference or how Stuff I Learned Yesterday has impacted you by sharing your experiences with all of us in the Golden Spiral Media community. Share your story. What experiences have you had? What lessons have you learned? For whom have you made a difference or how has someone made a difference for you? You know how you can participate. Visit our feedback page. Call our voice feedback line at 304-837-2278 or you can even typey-typey out a message and send it on in. Remember, Daryl asked on Monday for a few Friday forum submissions every week. Fill up that mailbag. And it takes all of you to make that happen. I want to hear from you. I can't wait to hear what you've learned. Okay, what I learned yesterday. It was early morning, and I was getting ready for work. He thrust one of his shirts toward me and told me to iron it for him. He didn't ask. He ordered. It was early in our marriage, and the power struggle was on. I'd like to say that I reacted in an adult manner and worked toward problem-solving in that moment, but I didn't. My temper and actions exploded at the same time and in one mighty push. All of the unironed shirts hanging in the closet went crashing to the floor. Do it yourself. He laughed, and he did. Who do you think won that power struggle? If you said no one, you'd be correct. We both lost. We both wanted to take and keep control according to our own terms. Ultimately, we reached a tentative agreement that some shirts would go to the cleaners and we would split ironing duties on others. But that was only the first of what would be many power struggles between us and they served to build resentment between two strong-willed personalities. First it was chores, then money, and then on to more serious issues. When power struggles continue for a long period of time without resolution, communication breaks down, and relationships can suffer and ultimately fall apart. According to GoMentor.com, power struggles can be defined as people who are in a relationship fighting about who is in control with both trying to dominate the relationship in one way or another. While we may think of power struggles in relation to politics or the office, they're very real in our personal lives. Power struggles occur between spouses, between parents and children, between friends, between coworkers. They're often stressful, and they can leave you exhausted and discouraged. They can make you resentful, especially if you are the one that feels controlled. Children will often attempt to take control as they age and push limits with their parents. During my most difficult teenage years, I disagreed with my mother's instructions one day, promptly went to my room, slammed the door, and threw my hairbrush at the closed door. It was the first and the last time I threw anything. She immediately reestablished the boundaries and took control clearly showing me that parents are there to guide us in our behaviors. In other areas, she shared control, such as the time we were allowed to pick specific household tasks and chores as part of a family effort, with all the same level of basic responsibility and difficulty. This allowed my brother and me to be part of the decision-making process while feeling that we had an element of control, and while showing us the value of good communication. What drives power struggle behavior? Feeling as if you have no power, that you are not understood, 
that you are not protected or loved can lead to hurt. And this can turn into a strong desire to control your circumstances so that you're not in that situation ever again. This situation can be compounded by poor communication, fighting, anger, and the desire for revenge. When you have control, you don't want to give it up. And you can't imagine losing control. It's easy for you to begin thinking highly of yourself and that you are powerful. Your ego inflates. You push boundaries and see how far you can go, how much you can get away with. You become demanding and aggressive, further alienating those around you. After my divorce a number of years later, I was left wounded and felt that my life had spiraled out of control. I turned to work to fill the void and set out to prove that I was worth something. I joined other young professionals at my company in a management development program that was structured to mimic a company board of directors with a president, vice president, and a secretary. I watched a few of the individuals form power circles to enable them to advance through the chair positions and successfully graduate from the board. They seemed to be successful and in control, so when some of the individuals with whom I participated on the board decided that it was time for one individual to ascend to one of the leadership positions, I helped secure the votes to make it happen. We were on our own little power trip, and we won that power struggle to the shock of the young woman who actually deserved the position, and I felt horrible, just horrible about it. I knew I'd crossed a line. All of the lessons my mother had taught me about treating other people with respect had just been thrown away without a thought. All for a desire to win a power struggle, to prove that I was in control. Here's what I learned. We all know when we've gotten out of line, when we've broken the rules, when we haven't treated someone with respect. What shocked me was how easy it was to be pulled into that power struggle and allow bad behavior to take over. So what can you do? The most powerful thing you can do is to take a deep breath, step back, and assess the situation. Communicate with the individual to understand what is driving your behavior, their behavior, and the need for one or both of you to win the matter at hand. If a friend, coworker, or someone else tries to pull you into their power struggle, consider the long-term consequences and be prepared to walk away. Try to take the emotion out of it. Get advice from a trusted confidant. We will engage in power struggles beginning with our childhood and on through our adult lives. Recognize and understand when you are in them and focus on achieving a healthy resolution, such as better communication, and understand what is causing you or someone else to seek control. You have the power to change the dynamics of the relationship and to change the outcome. Appreciate the positive power that you can bring to each of your relationships and treat that power and each person with respect. I'm Barb Rankin, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. Join the Stuff I Learned Yesterday Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Stuff I Learned Yesterday. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit goldenspiralmedia.com slash subscribe.
If you've enjoyed this episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I would be grateful if you'd share this with a friend.